the will to win, where emerging entrepreneurs come to learn the best tips, strategies, and techniques to unlock their potential and become more successful. I'm your host, Steve Scani, and each week I will bring on the most incredible guests who are going to share their own unique stories, knowledge, wisdom, and insights about how they've been able to close the gap between failure and success, and then go on to live a life of greatness. Here at The Will to Win, we are dedicated to educating and inspiring you to be able to maximize your potential and make what seems impossible totally possible. To win. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show as our first guest. I'm honored, Steve. I've known you for many years and I'm honored to be the first character in your podcast. And thank you. I'm very excited for what you got cooking. Totally. And I'm just looking here at your impressive LinkedIn bio and you love LinkedIn, Microsoft, you're LinkedIn certified, international speaker, master influencer, coach, business networking and meetup leader, teachable creator, veteran Christian and husband to Lassie's ear. It's awesome. It's awesome. I love it. I love LinkedIn. I love how LinkedIn showcases us and I love how it all brings us together and um, it's all pretty cool, Steve. Amazing. And so you've been on LinkedIn for, for how long have you been sort of in the LinkedIn space? Oh, look, I'm, look, I think I've been on LinkedIn for like 15 years, right? 15 years. Nice. But in terms of actually seriously getting into it, probably about three or four years ago is when I actually said, uh, it's when I left Facebook and said, you know what, time to go in a new direction. So probably about three years ago, I seriously mm-hmm. got into LinkedIn and really worked it. And um, yeah, it's been incredible, been, been life-changing. That's, I just fell in love with it, you know, just yeah. naturally fell in love with it and it's all just taken off from there. That's fantastic. And it's, it's obviously been a journey for you transitioning from being on you know, Facebook and entering this big world of LinkedIn world where there's so many more opportunities to network, build connections and establish a brand, influence, and there's so much you can do on it. Um, and and just on that note, like what's what are some of the things that uh, on LinkedIn that have helped you win in your business? Oh, I suppose, well, the two answers is the first thing is, is you get really good views. So when you put up content on LinkedIn, you get really good reach. And also your, temp, your content goes to high value people, which feeds into my second uh, love for LinkedIn is that, LinkedIn's the ultimate networking platform. It's a platform for high-value people. And I remember um, that was the thing. Again, I don't like bringing up Facebook too much, but it is relevant in the scenario. I remember a lot of cool people that were once on Facebook are now all across on LinkedIn. So it's just been great. Really? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of a lot of cool people that you would once see on Facebook, they're not they don't spend much time there anymore. They're all mm. they've all they've all left. Um, because I think at the end of the day, you know, LinkedIn, it's more inclusive. It gives one more opportunities. And I think it's awesome. That's you know, I kind of I originally joined LinkedIn just to get more clients as a marketing consultant and ended up becoming a LinkedIn specialist. So just the amazing how things work out, Steve. 
Incredible, Ed. And so you talked about how people are making that transition into LinkedIn. What do you think is one of the biggest reasons why? I mean, you've obviously said some reasons already, but like it's the value. It's the what is it that's got getting giving them the the edge? I think the simple I think the simple answer is where people of value tend to spend their social media time. So, for example, it's no secret that LinkedIn has a very high value crowd and has top people. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, you know, for a lot of people, especially those who are doing business to business or targeting high value people, there's really nowhere else, right? You either yeah. uh, you either try and ring up and get to them directly, or you jump on LinkedIn, or you go through a business networking organisation. Yeah. Right. So I think it's the I think it's actually the high value people sort of argument. So sort of taking out all the detail and platforms and video this and text that. Where are the people of value spending their time? And I'll give you a very good example, a very, very simple but very obvious example. So I fly a lot, right? And um, yeah. with Virgin Airlines, just domestically around Australia. And I spend a lot of time in the business lounge. So as in the big, uh, the Virgin Airlines business lounges, you don't see much LinkedIn, um, you don't see much Facebook in there. Everyone's on LinkedIn. Yeah. You might see a bit of YouTube, people on Outlook or whatever. But you don't see a lot of Facebook. If you see people on social media, they're either watching stuff like a movie on YouTube or they're on LinkedIn. You don't see much of Facebook or anything like that. Yeah. What have been some of your challenges that you've sort of had to overcome to become uh, a master influencer on LinkedIn? Like what are some of the steps you took to to make that transition to becoming uh, the authority you are today? Yeah, probably it was sort of just breaking through. So I think the first thing is just breaking through and being seen. That's step one. So sort of building your own brand, having your own reputation, getting seen, that's very important. Uh, And I think the other side of it as well, and this is the real important one, is, you know, getting people to consider what you're saying because getting awareness is one thing but getting consideration and conversion is something else. So I think it was breaking through and getting seen but then having people actually want to buy from you. and uh, mm. So it's a whole awareness, consideration, conversion sort of situation that I've uh, really had to work through. It's been fascinating, fascinating journey. And, and yeah, it is. It's, it, it's, it's about being seen, about being noticed, about people seeing the value that you have to offer. And there's obviously there's many different tools and resources on LinkedIn that you can, you can use. Um, but obviously I was wondering like, what's, what's one thing, I mean, being a new person sort of entering into LinkedIn, not too sure how to, you know, market myself, how to establish my brand. Like what, what's one of the key things I could do to sort of start to develop the following on LinkedIn yeah, I think several answers to that. Just start sharing really good content, right? So just start, uh, you know, for example, the recording that you're doing now, we're doing, yeah. I know we're using stream now, but we're doing this as a recording. You can share clips of this recording as your content. You can oh, interview wow. other people. You, you know, it's why you're doing your podcast, you know. Yeah. Um, your podcast goes far beyond Spotify. It's also mm. content you can share on your on LinkedIn, that type of thing. So I would I would start using interviews and using that as a way of breaking through. Yeah, totally. Such a such a great idea. And yeah, so 
obviously LinkedIn has grown so much over the last decade and it's just incredible what you can do on it. Like I, I mean, I traditionally share motivational quotes and stuff like that, but I'm thinking maybe, maybe for me, it's, it's, it's time for me to start sharing information, not information, but my life, bits and pieces about my life, um, more pictures, more things that show who I am. Cause I, what I feel like is people aren't seeing me for me because I'm, I'm not sharing it. I'm not sharing enough. Yeah. And the thing is, if you're not sharing you, then how are people going to consider or convert to what you're selling? Mm. Right. That's just the, the key thing. Like, I'm all for quotes, right? Nothing wrong with quotes, right? Yeah. Quotes, in fact, are really good for brand awareness. They can go viral very easily. Yeah. But my question is, how does a quote necessarily convert into clients? How does it get people knowing you? How does it get people want to really buy what you have? That's my question about quotes. Yeah, I mean, it, it might it might inspire people, it might encourage them, yeah. but it's it's not a long term strategy. It's I, I think you're right. Like it's it's creating content. Yep. And- yeah. So it might be good for a bit of brand awareness. So I'm not saying don't do quotes, right? A lot of people yeah. do really love quotes. Yeah. And, and I think quotes are great for brand awareness, but how does it drive consideration or conversion? So what I'm saying is you're going to need more than a few quotes mm. to really sort of build yourself. When it comes to like sharing content, mm. what, are, what are some, I guess, tips you have around making that content attractive, making it stand out and grab people's attention? Yeah. Well, I think a very good one is the backgrounds and the locations um, where we are. So I know before this, mm. um, we're having some technical fun, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, like really, so obviously this is a green screen, right? Um, I'm yeah. not on a plane right now. <laughs> um, so I've got, a green, I've got a green wall behind me, right? Oh. So instead of just having a green wall, I use a pretty, this is a background I took, right? Is yep. the, the background I'm using is a photo that I took. Uh, let's say I'm, I'm off to Sydney CBD tomorrow uh, to meet um, some new clients. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be take photos with them. I might do a photo in, the, in front of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. So I think one of the things you can do is use scenery and locations to really enhance what you're doing. But also if you're catching up with a friend or a colleague, take selfies, you put it on LinkedIn, you give people shout-outs. So to me it's all about networking with people, taking photos with them, but also using the sceneries that you have. So if you're in a good location, you're crazy enough to use it. Absolutely. And I know even for me, like a couple of months ago, I was in this really beautiful hotel and I got the best photo uh, of me and even with friends and it looked so good. It looked classy. It looked stylish. It stood out and I got a lot of likes. So you're, you're, you're so right about that. Yeah, and, and if you're in the photo, right, so if you're in the photo, people are going to start considering you. Because, again, you know, it's awareness is a great thing, but you want to mm. actually get people to seriously consider what you're saying and what you're ultimately offering. Yes. So, you know, it's the whole awareness, consideration and conversion. A lot of people don't think in those terms, but I've really yeah. come to think of, uh, in that way. Mm. And I, I guess, you know, when people see that you're winning, they see the social proof that shows, hey, all these people value what you say and they apply it. It's like your social value goes up. And 
And I see it with just yourself all the time. You do so many amazing events, networking events, and people are drawn to it because it's authentic, it's genuine, it's real. You actually generally care about people who attend the event. You're here to help help them become better. Winning business. And I love them. I, I, I love how they come. Like, I'm so grateful for people to come to our events. They're awesome. Yeah. You know, I appreciate them. It's like the more the merrier. I think people, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm flattered and honoured they come to our events. You know? Yes. So the amazing people, such beautiful, amazing people. Like so much of business is these days is to do with how you promote yourself on social media, LinkedIn, how people see you. Um, so my question here is what can we do as entrepreneurs to raise trust levels, to become more trustworthy so that we win more, win, win big in business, just like you are. Yeah. I I think from a LinkedIn point of view, share authentic content. So Mm. share content that is honestly you and reflects who you are, by all means make it classy and embellish things, sure. But what I mean is has to ultimately represent who you are. Uh, That's the best way to do it. So the the best way of being trusted is by being trustworthy, right? Mm. What a a novel concept, huh? (laughs) Um, The the best way of being trusted is by being honest. So the more authentic you make your content and the more it genuinely comes from the heart, it's better. So, for example, right, for example, um, I like wearing sort of, you know, classy but casual clothes. I wear like, you know, I wear Lacoste everywhere. Sure. Right? I, wear, I like wearing upmarket sports where you would say. It's just a me, just an Evans mm-hmm. thing, right? Um, I don't feel comfortable in business suits. Not me. I, I used to wear them all the time, but I don't feel comfortable in business suits and my clients don't feel comfortable in business suits. Wow. So why would I wear them? You know, because for me wearing a business suit would be inauthentic because it's not comfortable, doesn't represent who I am. Wow. Yeah. No. So I think it's I think the more authentic you are, by all means be classy and you know, don't sure. you know, show your show your best side, but it has to come from that authentic, genuine spot. And then that way you become trusted because people know people know, like in my case, they know I'm not putting on a front. They know this is who I actually am. Mm. Now they may choose not to like it. I don't like Edward's ear because, you know, I dislike Ed because he's not white or whatever, whatever, right? Let's call it racist, right? But but let's say they don't like me. That's awesome. At least they're knowing who I really am, so they can authentically dislike me. And yeah, and yeah, if they don't like me, please don't come to my events. I don't want you there. If you like me, yeah. please come. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way of seeing things. Yeah. And I know, I know for me, like I feel sometimes when I wear a suit, I feel like I'm wearing it to maybe impress, to look good, but there's nothing wrong with that. But really, like I feel more comfortable with some, like like self, something that is somewhere in between. So yeah. I might wear a pair of jeans and a nice jacket, but I'm not going to – it's going to be classy. This, it, I don't have to have the full suit because that's that's where, for me, that's how I feel when authentic. Um, so, yeah, you've, you've touched on a really important element of, of success right there for sure. Yeah. So, so my advice to everyone is be, by all means, be classy, but be authentic. Be authentically you with your content. And, uh, and you'll find a bunch of people dislike, a, a small bunch of people will dislike you, but this whole group of people will flock to you. 
Mm. And and that's it. Like how uh, I wonder how do you how do you personally deal with the uh, haters, the people who dislike you, and like what do you do? Yeah. So I don't get it much anymore. So I was saying this the other day. So when oh, wow, so I don't. I, I very rarely get that. I don't really get trolled. I more get spammed, right? But like, so taking away spam, because everyone gets spammed, right? But I don't really get trolled that much. I do get the odd hater, right? But it's very, very rare. But here's the point, right? Because I suppose I don't really put out anything. Everything I put out is quite positive and upbeat, and that sort yeah. of thing, right? Um, but look, at the end of the day, is uh, and, and I've been doing this for a while now. So when I used when I started off, trolls would always get to you, right? Trolls would always have yeah. such an amazing impact. Now it's just delete and block, really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think sometimes when you know you've got a troll or someone you know saying something nasty to you, a lot of people they they fight back. Like that's the worst thing you can do. But the fact you you actually you take charge when you block, delete, and block and ignore them, like. They have no power over you. Yeah. I remember a funny one. Um, this happened. This happened a few times actually over the past few years. Is um, sometimes you get someone trolling you, and so let's say I'm connected. This is a very good example. Actually, let's say I'm connected to someone on Facebook and LinkedIn, right? Yeah. And let's say for whatever reason they troll me on LinkedIn, right? Um, and so, I, and, and and let's say I for and this happened by the way. I forget that I'm connected to on Facebook. You see where this is going, right? So they try you on LinkedIn, so you just block them on LinkedIn. It's, oh, yeah, this idiot, whatever. Uh, and then what happens is they then start abusing you over LinkedIn, over Facebook, right? So <laughs> yeah. then, oh, i got to block you and delete you there. Then they start abusing you on Instagram, and they start yeah. emailing you. That's actually happened to me a few times. Oh, wow. Because some people are so toxic, right, mm. they can't handle being blocked. They just can't hack it. It's like, what? Well, hang on, no, Ed, i got to... I want to abuse you and you're going to take it. And if you if you hang up that phone, I want to ring you on your other phone. And, uh, mm. and, and, and to me, they're just very um, and, and tragic. I'd say this, um, you know, I'm trying to be loving and PC here. Yeah. But they're, some of them are tragic characters and I sort of wonder, eh, another story for another time, but what has happened in their life for them to end up thinking that way? You know, they mm. must have had some bad stuff happened to them to set them on such a twisted path, you know. So, yeah, for sure. It's interesting. I don't hate them, right? I'm actually, these days I actually see them as more sick. I don't, I used to get angry at them and feel yeah. burnt. Now I see them as more tragic, sick, twisted characters. And I sort of wonder, yeah. whatever happened to you to think that? Tragic. Yeah. Sad. But, yeah, just block and bleed is a simple answer. Don't care. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. And... I, I know for me, uh, like there's, I've, I've accepted the fact that their problem is not my problem. The problem lies with them. Yeah. But but they want to make it your problem though. That's the yes. Thing. They they we all know that we know they're the problem, right? They're the cause of their own problems. But they don't want to admit that. They want to they want to spread their misery. To, they want to make. You, their problem, your problem. And the answer yeah. is return to sender is just don't buy into it. Right? Yeah, that's it. You just don't buy into it. And the best way of not buying into it is just leave, lock, ignore, carry on, right? Um, so, yeah, that's my advice to everyone. Block and delete is the easiest way to go. Hmm. 
And so you obviously know how to influence, you know how to persuade to sort of get people's attention. Like what's one valuable tip you can give in terms of how to be more influential um, as a as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Look, I'll give a very simple answer. Um, if you talk to a lot of people every day, be it over LinkedIn or whatever, as you talk to more people, you'll naturally get better at persuading people. So wow. talking to people is a skill, right? Talking to people is a skill. And the thing is, you know, I speak to a lot of people every day, which is why I've become persuasive. It's not so much, yes, I've read the odd book here and there, but what's making me persuasive is I talk to so many people every day because I'm always talking to people. You naturally get good at talking, but you have to, right? If you, yeah. you know, if you lift weights all the time, you'll get better at it. If you, mm. if you play a particular video game, you'll get good at it, right? It's like all things. I talk to people all the time, so you naturally get better at it, uh, which is good. Which is good. And then, and 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 likewise as well. Um, you can only persuade someone to do something if they really want to do it. So when it comes to persuasion per se, it's not so much. You know, I turn people around and I get them thinking this or it's not, not that at all. It's more just a matter really? of people will think what they think. I more just guide them in the direction they want to go. So if someone likes me, it's very easy to persuade them. If someone doesn't like me, I can't persuade them and, and I'm not interested. I just much yeah. rather not talk to them. I'd much rather just them leave me alone. And likewise. Yeah. That's so, and it's so true. Like people do business with people they like, know, and trust. Um, and the more people like you, the more business you're going to attract. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I, I can see in my own life that I probably need to step up and talk to more people myself. Don't we and, also? Oh, we do. We do. And, and we've got to take the focus off ourselves and focus on others. Put yeah. others first. Wow. But honestly, whenever I attend your events or come into contact with you, you're always positive, high energy, and you've always got something valuable to say. And that's really been a, a really helpful for me, um, helping me stay motivated and continue to be an entrepreneur. And yeah, it's good to be connected with someone like yourself who has the experience and um, the knowledge, wisdom to succeed in business and, and win, win big, which you do a lot. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I, mean, I sometimes fail, but I'm trying hard. I can assure you well, of that. I'm well, well, well you, you got a free upgrade um, on your on your recent trip. Yeah, um, credit yeah. to my friend Amir Meshel. Um, I never thought of this actually. Like yeah. I'm a, I fly, I'm a, so I'm a, yeah, it, this is probably an oversight on my part. So I'm a platinum level frequent flyer with Virgin Airlines, great oh, wow. Virgin Airlines. And I never even thought of it. It's like I was already a platinum and someone said, oh, you know, Ed, you can go ask for free upgrades. <laughs> and because they're a platinum, they have to give you one if they got capacity. I'm like, yeah. Why didn't, why didn't I think of this two years ago? And so last time I just got, so I've, I've just been missing out on free upgrade after free. I've oh, played, right. what, 80 times? Wow. Wow, but All now. free upgrades I've missed out on. It's all right, but now I ask. And um, so last time, so I usually, sometimes I buy business, usually I just buy economy seats because it's just a short trip and cost out a lot. 
Uh, but last time they, uh, I got a free upgrade to Economy X, hmm. which is Economy, but you've got all the legroom you want. So you still don't have oh, Economy wow. so There's no one next to me, and I had all the legroom I wanted. So Economy X is... It's like almost like business class minus the food, but then I'm already I've already eaten at the lounge, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sounds so good. Maybe one day I'll get to business class myself. Who knows? Yeah. Well, on a funny note, when I buy business, I, I don't buy business class. I, so what happens on Virgin Airlines is, um, let's say, and this is a mistake that I've made a few times. Um, sometimes, mm. let's say you don't book your flights early enough. What will happen is. An economy flight will go up, will actually be more than a business class flight. Wow. Or the economy flight will be like $270 and the business class flight is $300. So, you know, you sort of reach that just by a business class flight, you know. But book bar, book your tickets early. I've lost a lot of money because I haven't been doing that. I'm now booking right. my class three months ahead if you can. Yeah. Book your tickets early. Otherwise, you're just throwing away money, which I've done a lot of. I see. Well, maybe I need to book my next holiday early. <laughs> oh, yeah. Book them. I always say book your flights, unless you have to. Like if a client yeah. says, hey, and they're paying for it, hey, fly here tomorrow. That's fine. But if you're in control of it, book your flights early. I've lost so much money since I've done that. Yeah. So we, we've talking, spoken about upgrading your, <laughs> your flight, but what about upgrading your skills on LinkedIn? What are some things that a person like me who's still trying to navigate LinkedIn, how can I upgrade? Like, what can I do to upgrade my abilities? I mean, it's an interesting question, but, yeah, I don't know whether you can answer. Well, the obvious answer is do some training. So I'm not going to give that obvious answer. I'm going to give a more practical answer. Use LinkedIn more. Just start using LinkedIn more because the more you use LinkedIn, the more you post and create content, you'll naturally upgrade your skills. Because when you start, let's say you start doing a video and trying to upload it, You'll probably yeah. stuff it up and you'll have a stack of issues because you have to learn the platform. So, yeah, you can do training, which is one answer, but start using the platform more. Start exploring it more and that will really help you get there. So key lesson here is to share more on LinkedIn. Yeah, and talk to more people, use it. Um, again, you know, keep it professional and classy, which is what it is. LinkedIn's a professional and classy place. Just keep that in mind. And you can't go wrong. If you, if you keep... Keep it positive, professional, and classy. You're going to go a long way on LinkedIn in terms of your networking and influence and experience if you choose to walk that path. Amazing. And what what about uh, you know how we like starting on LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, even myself, we have the habit of adding random people on LinkedIn. Think, oh, that person might be a good connection. Like, what are you? Do you what are your guidelines around adding people you don't know on LinkedIn? I mean, is well, that something? Well, you shouldn't do it. If you don't know someone, you shouldn't yeah. do it. That's, you know, LinkedIn's very dark, rightfully dark on yeah. that, right? Yeah. Add people that there's some kind of warm connection with, in other mm-hmm. words. So adding random people, well, it's against LinkedIn terms, conditions, and don't okay. do that. Like, for example, let's say someone you don't know starts liking and commenting on your content. Well, because it's, of course you're going to add them. They already like your content. There's some form of connection of there. So I would say only add people when there's something warm going on there. Let's say you've got some shared connections, yeah. you see them around. Don't just add random people out of the ether. But LinkedIn won't let you do that anyway. If, you're, no. if someone's too far outside of your network, LinkedIn won't let you add them anyway to protect against mm. you know, spam and abuse, which I think is awesome. Of course. 
Okay, yeah, that, that's a great way of saying it. Like, yeah, because share more content and you might get more likes and then that helps build your network and, yeah, it's a work in progress, but, yeah, just got to keep keep at it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And likewise, too, like, share, comment other people's content. So it's not just about you. If you like, share, it was like, mm. I spend a lot of my time daily liking, sharing, like I've liked, shared and commented on some of your content. Right? Yeah, I, I've noticed that. Yeah, so, so you got to be a giving character. So if you're busy, so, for example, quite often I'll spend more time like sharing and commenting other people's content than posting my actual content. Wow, what a revelation. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I do so well is because all that good, because when you like sharing and comment other people's content, you're building up goodwill and that goodwill comes back mm. to you. Yeah, like the, the law of reciprocation. Yeah, yeah, like if you're if you're good to all these other people, the odd person will take advantage of you and laugh at you. But they're just the, yeah. the weirdo. The ninety nine out of a hundred normal people will be, oh cool, well Steve's been really nice to me. Oh, there's one of his posts. I'm gonna like repost comment, you know, because not necessarily because they like the post, but because they like you and they want to support you. Incredible, and yeah, I know. I know for me, I tend to share a lot more than I do liking and commenting on other people's posts but i'm starting to learn that you've got to balance it out you can't just be sharing and always expecting people to like you you like you say you've got to go out of your way and you've got to make an effort to like the people who you support who are supporting you and you've got to put out interesting content that people want to like repost and comment Mm. what, what, what people will do is this really annoys me is they'll put out just boring, I'll say lazy content, just lazy, mm. right? So sometimes, and I'm against this, by the way, and actually, and it's against LinkedIn in terms of conditions, what a lot of people will do, and I'm surprised LinkedIn hasn't started doing copyright strikes yet because YouTube and Facebook would, right? But a lot of people will download clips that aren't theirs and upload it to LinkedIn as their own content, right? Yeah. Now, if you do that on Facebook, Facebook or Insta won't let you do it. YouTube, you can get copyright strikes, Right. Yep. Now, LinkedIn, it's only a matter of time until LinkedIn starts enforcing this, right? But to me, that's the laziest form. Like, you're not even creating your own content. You're just sharing mm. like, You're just stealing someone else's content and sharing it, right? Now, I'm, kind of, I'm pretty dark on that, actually, and okay. so is LinkedIn, right? Um, because to me, it's being lazy. You're not actually creating your own authentic content. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, and I'm very surprised that LinkedIn hasn't started. It's only a matter of time. I know of a few copyright strikes people have had, but it, it's not going to last. Eventually, LinkedIn's going to have to turn into like YouTube or something and give copyright strikes in a more disciplined yeah. sort of manner. Okay, and and so when you say sharing, is it sharing someone else's video? Like what 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 do you mean when? So, so, so what a lot of people do is not so much. Unfortunately, it's a lot less of it. But what they'll do is they'll just find clips off YouTube, they'll basically download someone else's content and post it as their own content on LinkedIn. And quite often they won't reference it. They'll just share it as their own content. Okay, Okay, so what about if they make reference to the person who has published the content? Well, that's a lot better. Like if they reference it, it's fine, but I still don't like it because the end of the day it's not their own content, right? Why not? You should be creating your own content. Yes, referencing it is awesome because at least yeah. you're being showing some integrity. But to me, yeah. it's it's not your content. You're not you're not authentically contributing something. You're just sharing someone yeah. else's work. Create your own content. And I know I know for me, I've started to create a lot more of my own content. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I do share videos of other people from time to time, but I'm increasing the amount of videos I do. And I find, yeah, it's helping to build my brand. Uh, my following is increasing and, and, and it's authentic. I'm in the past, I would, pres- you know, I've tried videos and I just haven't been able to bring out my best self. So it's, it's all comes back to being authentic. And I know, I mean, what is your experience? Like, what are your, um, what's your advice on sharing videos and in that? Uh, just keep at it. Your first videos will be awful and they get better over time. So just keep at it. Yep. Keep, uh, yep. keep pumping it out. Like, like I look at my, I sometimes look at even photos I took a year ago and I cringe at yep. them, right? Like, Oh, I can't believe I did that. Oh, I look terrible. Mm. But yeah, it's just all part of the journey. You know, there's nothing wrong. You it, it, you always cringe at your older work. It's very normal. Yeah. But that means you're getting better, so just keep at it. I, I think what's that old saying? Um, be willing to suck at something. Hmm. Right? And, I, and, I, and I suck at many things, so I've got no problem with that. So I'm used to yeah. sucking, so I don't care. <laughs> I'm used to, used to yeah. being the back of the class and sucking at something. So I've got no ego to bruise because I know I suck. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess yeah, I guess the greatest leaders, business people, entrepreneurs like yourself that they've, they've had to suck before they've become great. Totally. And yeah, I find the more mistakes I make, the better I get because yeah, totally. as, long, as long as I learn from the lessons. Yeah. And as long as you're not, and, and, and this comment, I'm just saying this generally, this comment's not you you're a great guy, but as long as you're not being venomous, as long as you, this is mm. at the end of the day, if you're trying to do the right thing and you make a mistake, people are going to give you, are going to forgive you. Yeah. It's more when people are trying to be sneaky or they're being underhanded, that's when things go bad. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're trying to do the right thing and you're being noble and showing integrity, nothing to worry about. You know, you, you know, if you're trying to do the right thing, you make a mistake in the process. People just give you; they just forgive you. Yeah, it's when you're doing something naughty or being salty yeah. that's when they're going to come rightfully come yeah. after you. <laughs> so don't be yeah. salty. Don't be salty. No. <laughs> Especially on LinkedIn, do not be salty. Yeah. So what, what's what's your definition of being salty? Is that's a new term for me? <laughs> well, look, it's more of a, a, I suppose, a Twitter, YouTube term. But salty yeah. is more like. Like you're negative, you're criticizing yeah. something, you're jealous yeah. of something. Basically, salty is negative emotions on your end. Sure. Right so let's say, I don't know, let's say there's some influence. Let's say, uh, the, uh, let's say Joy McAdams. And by the way, I love Joy McAdams, but let's say she's got like triple the followers I do and her posts get way more views than me. Let's say yeah. I wake up one day and I hate, I go salty on Joy McAdams. It's like, ah, oh, I just get all jealous of that. Then I might start saying negative stuff to Joy McAdams. That's an example of getting salty and expressing saltiness. Mm. So I guess LinkedIn, uh, no salt. So no added salt to LinkedIn. All right, but but you can have salt on your uh, lunch or dinner. A bit of salt to season things up. That's not LinkedIn. <laughs> no saltiness. Don't be salty. Yeah. So be more positive, sweet, yeah. encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no saltiness. Don't bring your negativity to LinkedIn. Yeah. Just say, say that thing. Go Facebook. Oh. <laughs> to hell, to hell with don't negativity. Don't put, don't put out negativity. That's how you mess up your life. Because um, the more negativity you put out, the more negativity that comes back to you. Oh wow! They don't understand that. The negative people don't really comprehend that. 
No. If neg- negativity comes back your way, you know, you get you get back what you put out. If you're negative to people, they then start hating you and they start giving you a hard time. Hmm. That's interesting. You get nothing but yourself to blame because you started it by being negative. Yeah. Ooh. And interesting. Well, we're, we're coming almost to an end to our interview, which has been incredible. We've got another maybe five, six minutes. We'll make the most of it. And you're obviously very busy and you've got things to do, places to be, YouTube. <laughs> I know you, you said it. I, I, love, I love watching stupid stuff on YouTube later. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid stuff. Absolutely stupid stuff that yeah. I would dare not talk about on a <laughs> Yeah, no, no obligation whatsoever there. And, yeah, so we've obviously covered a lot of valuable insights, wisdom, um, content, and we touched on the idea of steering clear, well, we delved into steering clear of negative people who try to, you know, put you down, stop you from moving forward but we don't let those guys be negative yourself it's because oh no not at all you can't be negative the the blade cuts both ways if you just steer clear of negative people you can't be negative as well you know blade cuts both ways you gotta you know what's good for the goose must be good for the gander (laughs) nicely said Uh, so just before we finish up one last question i'd like to ask is about like what are some of the key characteristics that underpin someone who's positive on social media what kind of uh, habits what kind of um steps do they take to be that positive persona uh, well look, it, it comes down to what you put into your mind so what do you consume right so for example i consume a lot of positive materials that make me feel good so i think i think the number one thing is what you expose yourself to every day who are the people you listen to and what do you expose to? So, for example, um, I very I don't like I don't like mainstream news because yeah. I see it as negative propaganda. Most people do these days, thank God. It's not just me. I've I've always thought that the news is propaganda, and okay. it used to be me just thinking that. Now everyone thinks that. Now the odd person thinks the news is telling the truth, right? For example, news is propaganda. It's just propaganda in its finest form. It's yeah. quite often they're deliberately lying, right? Uh, and, and so it's staying away from negative things and negative people. And also, too, if, I, if I'm negative, if I'm saying something negative and I catch myself saying something negative, I'll apologise, right? Yeah. So I, you know, I've done to- I do toxic things at times and I say negative yeah. things at times and... I would have never thought. It would be a no, never. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but if I do I, and someone points it out, I'll, I'm wrong because... Yep. I don't want to be that. And I suppose that's the, the point I'm making is don't. I don't want to be a negative person. And if I do it, I want to stop it and get over it. It's not who I yep. am or who I want to be. And that's, to me, the decision is choose to be a positive person. And when you catch yourself doing the wrong thing, stop it. Yeah, pull yourself up. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I get negative moods every now and then, but I just, I just keep my fat mouth shut, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So my negative mood passes, yeah. I'm just going to sit there on my yeah. own and not say nothing to nobody. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good strategy to use. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, Posit- positivity is flowing. It's flowing yeah. freely. It's a, it's a choice to insult someone and it's a choice mm. to compliment someone yeah those two choices and it's up to you what you do wow 
Well, I know one thing's for sure. I'll be complimenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, either compliment or say nothing. Nothing wrong with saying nothing. If you're not happy with someone, just keep your mouth shut, right? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's are you going to build people or are you going to tear people down? Well, the choice build is people, Build people. And, yeah, you know, there, there, there is that saying what it goes, um, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. If you, it's all right. But here's my, here's my, and obviously yeah. it's not aimed at our listeners, right? Our yeah. listeners are awesome. But, um, you know, to those that tear people down, oh, someone bigger is going to come and tear you down eventually. Don't yeah. you worry about that? Yeah, but it'll come but back one day you're going to mess with the wrong person and they're going to cause you a lot of problems. And then they're going to be, what was I doing? What was I thinking? Not be no, no, no. no, but they wouldn't do that. They'll just blame them. Though, you know, real toxic people will never, ever look in the mirror. It'll no, that's true, actually. always someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes what does happen, like if you are positive, towards a toxic person, sometimes you can turn it around. What do you think of that? Yeah, well, the thing is I would argue that let's say there's someone who's toxic, right, and I'll say that in inverted commas. They may not truly be a toxic person. They're they're actually a good person in a bad space. Yeah. And you actually help pull them out of that. So I would argue Mm -hmm. in that scenario that there are some people who are just toxic to the core, right? Yeah. But there are some people who don't mean to be toxic, but they are. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and that's the other side of it too. If, so, if I know someone's a really good person and they're doing the wrong thing, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because I know they're not really like that. It's just, it's like when someone's upset and they say something, they don't mean that. Yeah. Now, they, they maybe shouldn't have said it. There may be consequences for what they said, right? But you know deep down they didn't mean that. Hmm. Yeah, so it's having that forget. And likewise, if I say something that's really stupid as well, I hope and you know, I hope people forgive me. But then I, likewise too is to, the toxic thing cuts both ways. If someone thinks I'm toxic and they want to block me, be my guest. You know, I have yeah. no hard feelings. So it cuts both ways. If I'm gonna block people who are toxic to me, well, if someone thinks I'm toxic, may they please block me. Yep. <laughs> no hard feelings. Please go. Have a good life. Leave That's your life. It. <laughs> yep. So, so many um, pearls of wisdom there on how to deal with negative people. And I'm sure our listeners will really value that. And yes. <laughs> so we are coming to the end. Well, we are at the end of this interview. Awesome. We've, we've uh, gone on for about 50 minutes. Incredible. Why? Yeah, we've done, we've done well. And I just want to, yeah, thank you for coming on the show, Ed, and sharing your knowledge, wisdom about LinkedIn marketing, uh, branding, um, influencing people, and you've got you've got a you've got your workshop coming up. Yes. Uh, you want to briefly mention that? Oh yeah, LinkedIn workshop Saturday. If you're interested, message me. Just message me. Done. All right, Ed. Well. It's been a pleasure talking with you and thank you so much for being the first podcast guest on the Will to Win. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, yeah, sharing this uh, podcast with everyone and sit in that way. They're going to, we're going to add this, they're going to get value. They're going to be inspired and their business is going to grow. Yeah. Well, I love it, Steve. Steve, appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone.
listening to The Will to Win. I hope today's episode was overflowing with value and helped inspire you to make what seems impossible totally possible. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit the subscribe button. And if you got value from this episode, it would make such a huge difference if you could just take one minute of your time to leave me a five-star rating and review, then screenshot this episode, share it on your story, and tag me in it. And until next time, don't forget to remember that nothing is impossible.